Welcome to the Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast. Thomas Miller here with a meditation, well, meditation or story, I guess you could take it as either, that we did a couple of weeks ago on Level Up, the meeting that we've been having now for a year and a half on Sunday nights that's on our Facebook page, the Subconscious Mind Mastery Facebook group listeners page, and also on YouTube under the Fun Astrology Podcast, lots of places that we've got things tucked away now. But uh, this is some something that I did a couple of weeks ago that I just, as I did it, felt really good. And it was a message that stuck in my head, and hopefully this is one of those episodes that you can play and replay until this is permanently ingrained in your mind. So I'm going to put some music on from Fred Dodson, just lightly in the background. And if it's possible to get into a comfortable place, you don't have to. But if it is, especially maybe the first time, and then let the message of these words sink in. The idea here is that you are actually part of a computer program. You live in a virtual reality. So everything you interact with is also part of that virtual reality. It's part of the program. None of it is real. Oh, it looks real. It feels real. But it's all just an illusion. It's part of a game, part of a program. I am an illusion. You are an illusion. The world around you is an illusion. It's all just a game designed by programmers, mostly in California, but (laughs) that's a different topic. And they look real, too. You know, these are pretty clever programmers. They were able to embed you with a code that makes you think that the reality you are in is 100% real. What you see from your eyes, what you touch, what you feel in your environment, you think that is your only reality. In other words, the programming is that everything that exists around you is affecting you all the time. That's the nature of the game. In fact, you are so convinced that this reality affects everything about you that you even create programs inside this reality in order to report on the events that happen in the reality. And you call it news. You put it on your television screens, on your computers, even on your phones, and you are glued to it. You spend hours looking at the fake reality, and you become so concerned about how others are responding to the fake reality because you want to be able to respond just like them, or at least try to figure out who has figured out the right fake reality. And you think that watching all of this informs you of what is happening in your reality. So you can react to it. And you allow what you see then to influence your reality even further. Molding and meshing you deeper and deeper into the illusion. Which only proves the programmers were right. Brilliant game, huh? Now, here is something else that the programmers put into the software. They programmed you 
so that the things that you give the most attention and emotion to show up in your life. And they even put some tracking software in your profile to measure what those things are. More on that in a minute. And they put a time variable into the program. So for some things to show up, it takes a little longer. Some things happen very fast. Some things you can control the speed and sometimes the game controls the speed. But it's still part of the game. It's a really cool feature. Unless you are trapped inside the game and you think that you can't control it. You think that everything happening around you controls your reality. And you feel like you're barely swimming upstream in the game. The programmers love to watch this from outside the matrix. They call that module stuck reality. Seriously, they actually programmed that in. And in their own perverted way, they enjoy watching what they call the S show. They get their popcorn and their beverages and sit around and watch the show. In kind of a weird way, they get humor out of watching the humans who fight against their programming hook. You know, they're really proud of this feature of the game. However, the programmers really love it when those who they programmed actually figure out how to break that code. These are the people who figure out that everything they were given was a form of a trap and that they have the same creative powers as the programmers, except that their powers were simply by their thought and emotion. These people learned that if they ignored all the programmer gibberish and focused on what they wanted, not the programmers, they could literally create their own reality within the reality, so they could change the game. Now, only a small number of people figured this out. They would tell others, and some would catch on, many wouldn't. It was hard for the majority of the people to swallow the fact that they weren't tied to their programmed environment. So rather than trying to figure it out, they simply ousted the ones who had figured it out. They called them nut jobs, or that they were spreading fake news, or that they were just plain delusional. And then, sadly, some of the people who were creators started to believe the masses, and they lost their creative abilities. And, just like before, their thoughts turned only to what was around them, and they forgot to even think about what they might want. They became gripped in fear. They felt like they were on a treadmill, just surviving, and constantly influenced by everything around them, by their job, their partners, their families or kids, their health, the politicians, their bank account, all that stuff around them drove them nearly crazy. But for that small remnant of creators, they loved the game. They couldn't get enough of it because once they figured it out, they started playing with it. They would push their creation skills in all kinds of directions all by just adjusting their thoughts, feelings, emotions, and focus. These people came to realize that when they were engaged with the other characters in the game and someone asked them, 
how you doing? They only answered with what they wanted, because they figured out that if they answered based on their current reality, that they only got more of their current reality. But if they, in essence, broke the game and answered and focused on what they wanted, it would arrive faster. So they never dwelled on their current state, no matter what it was. If they knew it was quote-unquote bad, that was a hook the programmers threw in to see how badly they wanted to play the game. If they threw in the towel and went back to being in the masses, they lost their way. But if they changed their thoughts and refocused on what they wanted, then they learned that they could create around that hook. Oh, the programmers especially love it when this happens, but it's rare. These people would create all kinds of crazy stuff, like parking places in crowded malls, or solutions to complex problems, or discovering a book title that sold over a hundred million copies just because it taught people how to think and grow rich. And yet, even then, many forgot or just quit practicing. But the converts forged on in spite of the ridicule, the doubt, and the disbelief of the masses. Some of them even formed meditation groups so they could join their energies together and support each other in their creations. Then the creators learned a little secret that the programmers built into the game. Invisible to themselves, but known to the programmers, was a cumulative database of all of the combined thoughts, organized in the order of which ones got the most mental focus, emotional focus, and cumulative total thought and emotional focus. In other words, which thoughts and focus the people playing the game were consumed with most of the time was scored and tallied. So if the daily news dominated their thinking, they generally got back things like a general depletion of their overall energy or fear because that's how the news in the game was programmed to incite fear. The programmers loved to see the humans running around afraid all the time because it was so counter to the very simple solution of the game. It was a programming paradox, if you will. But if the people focused on what they really wanted, like loving relationships. Often, a wonderful man or woman showed up in their life unexpectedly, frequently out of nowhere. And this was another catch. The programmers wrote code that the people had to totally believe what they were focusing on was possible. If they had any doubt, that also registered in the database, and it kept the thing that they were focusing on further away from them. But if they totally believed it was possible, focused on it, gave it some emotional thrust, and then went on about their way, they usually could bring it right in. Now, sometimes the programmers would intervene in when the item arrived in the virtual reality, especially when the programmers realized that something that one of the people who figured out the game wanted something, but... The other part of the game wasn't set up just right for them to receive it. This was a favor that the programmers did because they could see all the other parts of the game that one isolated character in the game could not see. 
Here was an oddity that the programmers noticed. That often, one of the highest scoring areas that people focused on, and the programmers thought this was really strange, was what other characters who were also blind to the game thought. The programmers thought this was really bizarre behavior because here they had created a matrix, a virtual game, and put these very realistic characters in the game and gave them this unique ability to do the same thing that they had done, to create. The people could create their own story, but what they did a majority of the time was to worry about what the other people who had not figured out the game were thinking. Often, what they were thinking about them that one really slipped up on the programmers. They couldn't figure out how that happened, but they let it play out. And what they found over time was that large groups of people would worry so much about what all the others were thinking and doing that they basically imploded. Their groupthink literally destroyed them because their lack of ability to create finally ran out, and it was kind of like checkmate then. They had nowhere else to go. And if they only had realized how easy it would have been to create their way out of the hole. And there was one other little hidden feature that was built into the game. The creators, the ones who figured it out, were eventually elevated to co-programmers. They were given the code. Then they, being the ones inside the game, could program whatever outcomes they wanted while the game was going on. The original programmers called this feature dimensional advancement, and they even put it on a scale. So there was dimensional advancement one, dimensional advancement two, and then finally they just started calling it 3D, 4D, 5D, etc. But this was a small, small group of people who first figured this out. But they became the ones who, as the game continued to unfold, advanced the game forward into infinity by literally overcoming the game itself. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.